Hello, everyone, and welcome to the LeaderGov podcast. We're so glad that you are with us, whether you're a city uh, leader or county leader or some type of agency, uh, it could be E911 or even a tax commission. We're really glad you're with us. Uh, we love serving local government leaders all across the country, and we have a great uh, podcast today, a message around this topic of leadership, of servant leadership. And our guest is a friend of ours, uh, the city manager of the city of Kennesaw, Georgia, uh, Dr. Jeff Drobney. And I want to introduce and say hello. Welcome, Jeff. It's uh, great to have you. Look forward to chatting today. Thank you. So do I. Thank you. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your background as we get started here, your, your role in local government, kind of what uh, your, your journey. Well, it's, it's, it's not a typical journey uh, as as many uh, city managers ha- have gone the the you know public administration route the MPA um, I didn't do that I, I don't have an MPA all, although I do have a, a master's degree but but certainly not the MPA um, my my role within the city has has grown uh, over the last 22 years um, I, I've, I've just started my 22nd year here with the city um, being city manager since 2015, I've, I've held a number of different roles within the city, coming in as a department director, uh, ultimately as an agency director, uh, was promoted to the assistant city manager in 2010 and stepped into the role of city manager in 2015 uh, and have continued in that role uh, through through present day. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and because we have worked together and we have seen uh, the way you and your staff operate, uh, this topic of servant leadership um, uh, resonated with me because I, I know that it's something that you take very seriously, that you that you practice. It's not just a clever idea. And so I'm really looking forward today to kind of digging into this topic a bit and getting your perspective on this idea of being a servant leader. You know, it's kind of a odd coupling of words, uh, leadership and servant in the same sentence. And so I'm looking forward to getting your your perspective on a couple things here. So really, thank you again for, for being with us today. Um, yeah, first question I wanted to ask you uh, is pretty simple. It's like, how do you define this? What What is servant leadership mean to you uh, in, in a kind of a practical sense there at the city of Kennesaw and, you know, the people that you serve in your community? That, that's a, a great question. And in reflecting on really leadership or, or the, the, the science of leadership, um, to me, servant leadership is, is understanding my role uh, or an individual's role with, within an organization, whether you are a, a department director, uh, an agency director, assistant city manager, or even uh, city manager. I, in my current role, yes, I, I have a responsibility uh, to ensure that my entire organization is, is functioning at a high level, that, that policies and, and procedures are being followed, that we have a focus and commitment to customer service, that our finances are in order, all of the, the things that, that are typical uh, in the role of, of a city manager. However, I deeply believe that I also have a responsibility to ensure that my role is, is one of service to both 
employees and our citizens. To me, the, the most important role that that I can play is, is making certain that our employees are successful. Okay. At, at all levels. So, so my, my service or my commitment to them is to serve their needs first as employees, the, the quality of their work environment, uh, to ask for and, and, and listen to their feedback on, on everything from workflow to, you know, what type of, 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 uh, 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 you know, copy do we have, you know, in, in our break room, you know, little things like that, you know, to support training and, and education opportunities. As, as, as a servant leader, my role is to put them in a position to succeed, okay, uh, in their job. And then also to serve our residents and, and our business owners. I, I never take them for granted. So, so I come to work every day with a mindset of how am I going to improve the quality of life for our residents and our business owners? And, and I want that attitude that that philosophy to permeate the organization and that is through serving to the best of my ability my constituents and my constituents are our employees but then also are our residents and our business owners you know yeah jeff when we were talking earlier about this topic um you shared a kind of a very simple message, which, you know, if, if, a, if an employee is walking down the hall, um, you, you tend to stop and say hello and, and engage them and ask them questions about their job and how they're doing. And could you just elaborate on those simple little interactions? Because I, I, Jeff, I think about some of the people listening to this podcast right now, they're, they're public work supervisors. They've got a crew that's going out in the field. They might be in, in, in planning or zoning, and they might have a, an administrative person at the front desk. And, and these are very practical interactions. And we want to, I would just love to, to kind of get inside your head about how you engage people and connect with them to show, you know, to demonstrate that you do want the best for them. What does that look like sometimes in, in your world? That's a great question. And, and people are going to know if that is genuine or if it's fake. It, it's very easy to see through. So I, I show up to work every single day with a positive mindset. I, I, I go to work with the not that I have to, but that I get to. And, and that one small single word change sets up an entirely new perspective. Again, not that I have to do something, but I get to do it. So I, intel, I, I tell our employees that I am the least important person in the city organization and that they are the most important. And I tell them that as often as, as I can. And, and I care about our employees, as, as you referenced. I try to know something about each of them. So when our employees are coming, and we have well over 200 employees, we do a new employee orientation. And I have our HR department put that on my calendar for the single specific purpose 
of going, oh, I need to be purposeful about going in and sitting down and introducing myself and just asking about them. So, so maybe it's just one small thing that I can ask about in the hallway, but I want to know about their children, their families, what they did on vacation, et cetera. And we, as an organization, try our very best to recognize and celebrate the small things in their lives. If their kid uh, won a baseball game, if they uh, done really well in school. I want to know about those things because they're important to them and they're important to me. Because when I see them in the hallway, I can say, how is your son or how is your daughter? And I get to listen to those stories and I can see the pride in their eyes. Or if there is an issue, they oftentimes want to have somebody to talk to and they can download. And so sometimes I just listen to them as the city manager, but I can also and do and have served as a mentor or as a therapist or counselor. And I also ask them, how am I doing? How am I doing and what can I do better? And I've gotten some great feedback and I take those, uh, uh, ideas that they give to me and work to improve myself to help empower them and, and help to improve um, their their performance. Yeah, I, I really like that. Uh, it, it's a personal relational connection, a genuine connection. And then it's it sounds like it's coupled with how can I make, how can we make your work environment more productive, more successful? What are some of the roadblocks yeah. we can get out of the way to help you be more successful? I love this idea of your job being making the team successful, setting them up for success. And I think, as you said, that's kind of a mindset. And so, again, whether you're a, a, a crew leader listening to this or a city manager it's really about the other person making them successful. And I wonder, Jeff, if you would speak just for a few minutes on this idea of why, why do we need this in local government, maybe even more so than, than the private sector? Uh, you know, we are public servants after all, and you've got that word servant in there again. And I just wonder if you've got some thoughts around why we maybe need to pay attention to this concept more vigorously in in the public sector than even the private sector. Yeah, I I, I think it is important and 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 it is you unique. Now, now I do want to say, you know, the, the the servant leadership is a piece of the of the pie. You know, we we've got a mission and we have vision and we've got goals and those permeate the organization and they those flow down to the the individual as well as as part of the overall uh, uh, our efforts to provide uh, quality service to our residents and and our business owners, but but government is is unique. I just read an article earlier today, and it was asking the question: Should local government be more like a business or operate more like private enterprise? And I, I don't necessarily believe that that it's going to in in every instance because. The, 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 the goal of a private business is, is to generate a profit 
and and particularly if it's publicly traded and, and generate a profit back to the to the shareholders. And, and, and it might be a, a, a little bit more cutthroat in, in many ways. Our goal is to improve the quality of life for our residents and, and our business owners. So, so I think the idea of, of servant leadership is, is needed in both the, the, the private and the public sectors. But again, in my heart, I, I believe that the impact of servant leadership can be most felt in local government if it's done correctly. And, and the reason being is that the ideas behind servant leadership, if it's done correctly, will permeate the organization, which will impact how our employees serve the public. You can go into you know, XYZ coffee shop and they can talk about servant leadership, but it's often not reflected in the service. And so if our employees in local government feel that it's more than a job and a paycheck, they are absolutely going to go that extra mile and they're going to understand that their role is creating a legacy of a quality of life. Well, yeah, that's that's a great, I really love that perspective. And, and you kind of answered the next question I was going to ask you, which is, you know, how does this make uh, a, a leader or a team more successful? And really what I just heard you say is, you know, invest in those people around you. They will get it over time. They will see uh, what we say that uh, skills are taught and attitudes are caught little saying that we have and people tend to pick up what they see in front of them. And so the idea that you're modeling it to your directors and department heads and others, then they model it down to all the way throughout uh, permeating the organization is ultimately, yeah, I think that's, that's exactly what we want. <laughs> Takes time and effort, I suspect. You know, my, my job is, is to make the individual employees successful. Uh, to, to help them thrive in, in their role within their department in, in organization. And, and if I can do that and invest in their success, then that certainly leads to positive outcomes within the department or within the organization as a whole, which in turn makes me successful. Yeah, right. I, I'm curious, um, Jeff, as you think about your uh, career, and this could be a, a personal answer or, or a professional, maybe someone in the local government profession, but who, who have you seen really live this out well that, that maybe was a model for you? Uh, this could be a public figure or maybe just someone that, that uh, you know, an uncle in your life. Who have you seen, uh, maybe someone on your current team who really um, does well and kind of models that, that, that you've been able to observe? And, and what did you see about them that made this special? What did they do uh, that, that really exemplified this idea of servant leadership? Yeah, th th thanks for giving me that opportunity to, to, to recognize a couple of, uh, of people. I, I have been blessed to witness servant leadership in action and, and how it can fundamentally change an organization and a, and a community. 
And, and, and I've been able to just sit back and, and watch and the people that, that I've been most influenced by, they did so they, they, they live this servant leadership without being asked. And they did so without knowing that I was watching them, but their influence was profound on me and it, and it shaped my management philosophy. So there are really two people. Uh, one is a gentleman by the name of Paul Chastain. I, I met Paul back in 2000, and Paul was a local business leader who, uh, in, in, in his role, uh, was a chairman of an organization that I was involved with. And I saw Paul sacrifice himself time after time again in, his terms, of, in, in terms of his time in terms of his dollars, even his own business at times, in order to make gains for a greater good within the community. And he's left a, a huge legacy. And I would listen to him and, and watch his actions. And he really lived uh, uh, what he preached. The second person uh, who's still very active today is a gentleman by the name of Marlon Longacre. Marlon is a pastor at a local church. If there is any person uh, that that has actually influenced me uh, in in terms of the the philosophy of servant leadership without knowing it, it's Marlon Longacre. I, I don't know that I've ever told him that, but what a powerful man he is, and that he is committed to serving the community in many, many ways and never asks anything for return. And he is a powerful leader uh, and he has influenced thousands upon thousands of lives. And he has certainly impacted me uh, in terms of how I want to conduct my personal life, but also my, my professional life. Well, that, that's amazing. Something kind of struck me as you were talking, Jeff. Uh, you said these people were doing this and they probably didn't even know I was observing them. <laughs> and I think that's kind of a cool idea. It's again, that idea of attitudes are caught. You know, we watch other people uh, exemplify some of these uh, principles and then we start um, uh, exemplifying them in our own lives. You know, two really great great examples. Um, you know, I, I wanted to ask, um, or, or I guess make a comment, just get you to respond to this. It seems like particularly new leaders and maybe some tenured leaders, I don't know, Jeff, um, we get promoted into a new role, a leadership role, and we tend to focus on the task, getting the job done, which is super important. Obviously, we're, we're here to get a job done. But because we're good at what we do, we oftentimes um, you know, focus on what I need to do to get my job done. That becomes kind of my daily deal, as opposed to thinking about how I can support those around me and motivate them and inspire them and encourage them to get the job done. And I just wonder that that switchover, I'll call it kind of a shift from if it's to be, it's up to me. That's sort of one mindset. The other mindset is I'm going to invest in other people and promote and inspire them to get the job done. Do you see that shift occurring in people as they as they 
grow in their leadership, this sort of from, um, from a sort of a, not a selfish focus, but a focus on them getting their job done versus investing in other people. Do you see that shift occur in, in young leaders? Yeah, I, I, I do. And, and, you know, we, we, you, when, when, when people come to work for us as, as young leaders, we, we work with them and we, we mentor them. And, and, you know, we've talked about, about this before leadership styles and, and leadership philosophies permeate books. They permeate podcasts, you know, articles and, and, and conference sessions. And it seems that every retired politician or military officer or athlete or corporate CEO or faith leader or whomever has the answer to leadership. And 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 so much so that there is this tremendous leadership overload for young leaders. And it can be confusing and it can be counterproductive if they try to imitate or mimic so when when we work with young leaders within our own organization, we we ask them to be genuine to yourself and to find what works for you. But we continue to push and and instill the idea and show through our own actions that at the end of the day, their job as a leader is to improve the organization. Yes but also those around you, okay? So yeah, you've got a job to do. We've got to improve the organization, but don't sacrifice the success of the organization by ignoring those around you. Because if you do, you're gonna fail and so will the organization. So, so being a manager is really easy. You can tell people what to do or ask them all day long. That's really simple. But being a leader that is committed to the personal and professional success of those in your organization takes a unique style of leadership that you have to commit to be in service of others. And if you are, people will know if it's genuine or if it's simply an act. And if it's an act, they're going to see through that quickly and they're going to shut down and they're going to ignore what you're asking them to do. But if people truly believe in you, they're going, it's always important to me to ask, is that person doing something because I've, I've asked them to, or are they doing it because they believe in me? And they want me to be successful as well. Yeah, actually, I think you just answered the last question I was going to ask you, which is, you know, what, what would you say to next generation leaders? And, 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 I, and I love this message of taking a genuine interest in the success and development of others while getting the job done. Um, we have to do both, but I really like the way that you all are setting an expectation. And I heard that as well in your answer. We're, we're saying to them, we expect you to get the job done. Yes. We also expect that you're going to take an interest in the development of the people on your team. And I think so often we, we forget that second part and it's, you talk about memories and, and, and mentors and, 
you know, just this years and years later, people look back and say, yes, I, I remember Mark. I remember what he did. I remember Lakeisha and what she did for me. It's a very powerful, uh, it has a very powerful impact on people's lives, you know, for, for the better. Um, so thank, thank you for saying that. Any, as we kind of close out here, this topic, any sort of closing thoughts or maybe anything you would, you know, want to share with um, the, the local government folks that are listening? Uh, and again, uh, you've kind of said it well, this is a <laughs> leadership and servant leadership are enormously large topics and we could probably talk all day on it, but uh, just any, any sort of uh, final thought or comment that you might have uh, that you would want to share to the local government leaders listening today? I, I would just say thank you to them for their service. Uh, being in local government uh, in 2022 is, is not an easy task. Uh, and, and we are bombarded from all sides, from, from the public, from elected officials, um, uh, from, from our employees. But um, local government is, is the backbone of this country. So, so thank you for all that you do for your community. Um, continue with your journey um, and, and continue to find that leadership style, those leaders that, that work for you. But I do ask that you would keep that servant leadership at the very core because it will be successful for you. Yeah, well, that's a great that's a great way to end. And I, I do want to say, uh, Jeff, you know, we've been working uh, with your city, uh, partnering with you all and um, specifically with emerging leaders. And we've got a chance to be together in some of those meetings. And I have had an opportunity to observe you and, and watch your style and, and I, I just want to take a moment just to say thank you to you for um, your care, your genuine care and concern for the betterment of the people on your team. Uh, we work with a lot of local governments and we see a tremendous amount of focus on just get the job done. And so observing you doing that, but, but on, in addition to that at the core helping other people be successful. I've watched it. And so I just want to tell you, thank you for um, leading the way that you do. Thank you very much. That means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we appreciate uh, having you, Jeff. Uh, if folks want to check out the city of Kennesaw, you can get, is it KennesawGA.gov? Yeah, it's uh, Kennesaw-GA.gov. Yeah. So the city's website, kennesaw ga.gov you can check out the great city of Kennesaw here in Georgia they've got a um, a lot of unique uh, services that they provide to the to the uh, city uh, botanical gardens and a uh, a train a historical train uh, museum uh, if you're ever in uh, coming down 75 from Chattanooga check out Kennesaw spend some money and, and help grow the tax base right Jeff Yes, sir. We'd love to have them. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you, everybody, again. We appreciate you being a part of uh, this podcast. We hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll look forward to seeing you back next time. Thank you.